0: Okay, warning. The analysis of this short film, due to its subject matter and behind-the-scenes facts, there's going to be a trigger warning for suicide and also unwanted touching. So, for people who do not think they can listen on, please do not listen on if you feel that it is going to affect you adversely. And now, on with the episode. Hello! Welcome to the Film Geek Collective. Today we're going to be be reviewing the Louis Buenel and Salvador Dali short film Un Chien Andalou. I hope I pronounced that right, honestly. It's from 1929 and, you know, it uh, only has, uh, you know, a man, a woman and perhaps some extras, but that's about it. And this was a real, real landmark of surreal cinema. However, it's not all... It's not all accessible or anything like that, like a Chaplin or a Keaton or, you know, that sort of thing. Let me just turn off the music there. But, uh, yeah, it's not really accessible like Chaplin or Keaton, as I said. But uh, it's very surreal, very weird. Absurdists might quite like it, which uh, I'm starting to consider myself an absurd, sorry, an absurdist a little bit. Because, you know, I just... <laughs> I don't know, I'm one of the few people who thinks David Lynch is mostly not weird enough for me, you know, I loved some of the weird imagery that I saw in some of his movies that I saw, I saw Wild at Heart, Blue Velvet, and The Elephant Man, The Elephant Man is highly, highly recommended, by the way, but uh, one example, in Wild at Heart, someone, a woman literally covers her face in the pink lipstick, I mean, it's insane, I know. But uh, I don't think David Lynch would really be a thing without this film. This short film that runs 17 minutes. And uh, this podcast may even run longer than that, depending on how much information. I have less information because the film is 17 minutes, although the print that I viewed was slowed down to about 21 and a half minutes. So, uh, yeah, maybe it was... Uh, I heard about under-cranking, over-cranking. That's just the sort of machinery that they use t- to film it. Like, uh, under-cranking was, you know, a lower amount of frames per second, and over-cranking was a higher amount of frames. And sometimes people improperly play silent films as always, fast, fast. So you see that motion that really just, uh, keeps on going and going and going and stuff. But, uh, honestly, I think that, uh, not enough silent films are presented the way they should be. I mean, you know, often against the wishes of the uh, of the projectionists, they would often... No, sorry, the wishes of the filmmakers, not the project... Sorry, I'm mistaking my words. Bear with me here, please. Um, so, on the... Like, against the wishes of the filmmakers, they would uh, have music playing. They would play music in the theatre... Of over every single thing, even if the filmmaker wanted a silent patch, so yeah there's no real coherent story to this movie um I mean there's a little tiny threadbare bit of it, but it 's mostly just really surreal imagery i couldn't really give a synopsis to it if I tried even i m d b gave up on that <laughs> but uh yeah i'm gonna go do the shout outs and uh i'm going to uh <clears throat> i'm going to then go into about the film. Okay. Three, two, one. Tessie Cat, Elsie Cool Film, Mamatica Real Sharks Podcast, aka Ribishaku, Zach Ascott, Cinemander's Podcast, Schlock Luster Video, Marabaya Mar- Unicorn, Apple Park Films, The Chris White Ashy Slashy, Pop and Fizz pop Podcast. Pssst. Ah, uh, that, that pop probably wasn't loud enough for the mic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Beck and Hamish. You guys do it better than me, honestly. Um, okay. So. <clears throat> Next up, we have gotten more shout-outs, of course, because I usually have about two tweets worth. So we've got Autistic in Melbourne, Naked Airplane, Larry19372621, Talk Me Into Films with Amy, Zeus, Caution Spoilers, JGWR, Salt one Heavenly Imagine, Still Mellow, and Eric Sluss. So that is everyone who is being shouted out here. Now I can get into spoilers and behind-the-scenes facts. So, sadly um the main stars tragically committed suicide some years after the film was put out there one overdosed another in a public square burned themselves alive so yeah that's uh, that's really unfortunate you know if uh, if you're having if you're having any trouble with uh, just putting this out there if you're having any trouble with suicidal suicidal thoughts, of course, please call a helpline, please consult professionals, please consult anyone who you think may help, you know. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean. Just uh, just know that you're not struggling alone. So, yeah. Now, moving on with some other trivia. <clears throat> the uh, Louis Bunel, one of the filmmakers, had his pockets filled with stones, and he hid behind a screen showing his movie at the premiere, afraid the audience would just become hostile. But they didn't. The audience loved the movie. And so, yeah, Salvador Dali, um, the other creator of the film, makes cameo as a priest who's being dragged across along with a piano that he's tied to. Now, there's a rumour that a real severed human hand is in the film during a scene on a street, and that Salvador, Salvador Dali said to one man that if he can cut it off for the sake of getting money to buy lunch... He could use it for the movie. Now, I honestly don't think that would be true because you know who uses a real human hand in a movie like that? Really, come on. And so, one thing I definitely I wondered about a lot of things in this movie, even more so than say Persona. But uh, you know, there's a scene in here. I trust that uh, since we're in the spoiler section, you've probably watched the short film. Uh, A woman appears to be standing in front of a passing car and be run over, but then the same woman reappears. That's a sort of logic we're dealing in the film. However, there's also there's also some you can tell that this is not of this is not content of the Hays code, which was very strict on nudity and such. Um however, the scene which it is featured is creepy as a man touches a woman without her permission. So yeah, that's what the trigger warning was for at the beginning. So yeah, because I had to uh mention that. Also, because I was surprised that such content made it into, say, a pre-1967 film. You know, the Hays Code was really strict, but then this was an international production. So, yeah. Maybe the rules wouldn't really apply. So, yeah. Now about the uh, most... Well, I'm going to mention a few things. Public domain films and what they include. They include Nights of the Living Dead, Sherlock Jr., this film. So, yeah, I... Uh, you can view it you can view a public domain film legally at any time for free you just got to check first if it's public domain and uh yeah i think that's a uh, you should uh, i i was thinking you'd probably search it up on youtube watch it i was sorry i didn't mention it was public domain before but uh yeah so now about the most famous scene of the entire film now this following part contains some gruesome details involving, well, behind the scenes, they use the dead animal. And, and uh, you know, the depiction, okay, the gruesome act in question is that uh, a man holds a woman's eyelids open and then proceeds to slit her eye with a razor. And that's the image that most people know of this film. So, yeah, it, 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 sorry, it clearly swi- switches to another source when the eye is slit, that of an already dead calf. They attempted to dye the calf's skin to resemble human skin, keeping in mind this is 1929. David Bowie used this short film before every single concert during his Station to Station tour in 1976. Considering the eye scenes toward the beginning, you can imagine everyone's just groaning in the auditorium, keeping in mind the calf was dead, of course. You know? I mean, early cinema didn't really have the best history in uh, animal rights. I mean, Thomas Edison electrocuted an elephant which is a film I refuse to watch because, you know, I just, ugh. You know, if if you've listened to the podcast before, perhaps I've mentioned I don't like seeing animals get hurt. So, uh, yeah, I don't like animals getting hurt and I don't like gory details of animals. So, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, if you're wondering, if you saw... French with German subtitles for some reason, which I had to because I couldn't find one with English. Not that there's really any dialogue anyway, it's just sort of some intertitles saying stuff like once upon a time, eight years later, about three o'clock in the morning, 16 years before, and in spring. And and, uh, many of them have dots, you know, as in dot, 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 you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, I think that... uh, it's a very influential film, no matter what you think of it. It's early cinema, so, you know, it's surreal and it seems still completely fresh because not too many people in the mainstream would imitate it, you know? I, uh, actually, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone in the mainstream wanted to imitate Un Chien Andalou. I, I seriously, I hope I got the pronunciation right. I am bad at French, okay? Please forgive me. So, uh, yeah, since this is a short film, I will keep the episode appropriately short. Usually for a feature-length film, I go anywhere from, say, 20 to 40 minutes, depending, and if it's group one, then as long as it... Basically, what I do is I do a discussion as long as it takes to really talk about the film in proper detail. You you gotta really just, uh, you know, even if you're making a film, you gotta get in late, get out early. That's the that's the rule of advice they say, you know. But uh, you know, don't have filler. Like, you know, I'm this is probably filler right now anyway, but oh well, that's okay. Um okay. So, I'm just going to abruptly end it here because I have nothing more to say about this very influential short film which David Lynch would not exist without. So if you want to inspire, if you want to create, if you want to innovate, if you want to electrify, and please, please do not electrify elephants like Thomas Edison did. Okay, but we need your voice because you can change things for the better.